0: Hi guys, Stuart Rogers here. Um, as you'll see in the description, um, what we've got today is a um, day one and two review as such by JP and Joe from the Spotlight Show. Of course, uh, JP joined me recently to do a preview for Super Strong Star 16. And um, like I said, he himself and Joe will be... Um, between them were at uh, the first two nights of uh, Super Strong Star 16. Um, JP were at both nights and, and Joel was at um, night two, which um, I just concluded when they recorded this little review. Um, obviously, they'll both be at um, night three and we'll get a little podcast uh, after that as well with all their thoughts. So, yeah, um, give this uh, give this a listen and uh, hopefully you'll uh, enjoy it. let um, get a bit of housekeeping out of the way. Yeah, if um, you listen to this via iTunes, if you can... You know, um, give us a rating and review on iTunes It would be much appreciated. Get the word out there about the Indie Corner um, and everything we do here. Of course, there's uh, the IndieCorner.com, the website, and you follow me on Twitter at the Indie Corner. And obviously, you can find uh, JP and Joe on um, Twitter as well. And their Twitter handles will be in the description below. So yeah, thanks, guys, um, and I say I pass it over to JP and Joe now. So have a good one.
1: Hello there. You're listening to a special from the Indie Corner, live here in Camden for Super Strong Style 16 2017. I'm Joe, and I'm here with JP. JP? Hello. And we're just going to recount the last two days of the Super Strong Style tournament quickly. Unfortunately, I could not make yesterday's show because I was at a wedding, but JP had the uh, fortune of attending day one, and we've just... Day 2 has just concluded JP, day 1, how
2: was it? Really good um, Really good, I have to say With lots of good, solid matches um, Very well paced There was only one, I would say uh, Outstanding match one, Something that really sort of stood apart from the others um, But on the whole, really good show um, So what I'll do for you And the benefits of the listeners Is I'll do a bit of a recap of, of how these went um, So we opened up with uh Jeff Cobb Nathan Cruz uh, on day one uh, r- uh, good match in the sense that it was what it should have been, which was Jeff Cobb taking uh, you know lots and lots of the offense uh, Nathan Cruz looked uh, it was really good crowd heat as well for him it was sort of, sort of a really good opener, lots of sort of Jeff is going to kill you lots of Jeffrey chance as well you could see Matt riddle coming out he looked really pumped and he said to me later on he was quite excited about the fact that Jeff. Cobb had never wrestled in progress before so he was desperate to make a good impression yep uh, used the tour of the islands lots and lots of suplex on Nathan Cruz really good quite short nicely heated match good way to kind of set up the rest of the show if he comes back to progress he
1: should no. go Continue with this Jeffrey thing, and he should go for like a Fresh, fresh Prince type thing, and try and get
2: Jeffrey from the Fresh Prince well, in to accompany him to the ring. Ex- I the can one, dream. Oh, oh, I think so. <laughs> I think if you're going to do that, you go, you go Fresh Prince, or you go Rainbow for the older ones. There was a, there was there was go Fresh people, Prince. Uh, there was a couple of people trying to do the Rainbow song. Nah, fresh think, Fresh Prince is still repeated.
0: Everyone exactly. knows what the Fresh
1: Prince is. Hey, look! If I can get any fuck chances. Rainbow. Oh, that's harsh. Oh, Zippy and Bungle. Zippy I was always
2: a, I was always a CBBC man. <laughs> I'm showing my age now with that. Um, <laughs> so then we went on to match two. This was one that in the preview show I was very excited about seeing, which was uh, Mark Haskins, Flash Morgan, Webster. Um, it was really good match. For two guys coming back from injury, they've kind of actually come back and Flash Morgan, Webster. Flash played. is looking great. He's absolutely looking tremendous. Um, he looks like, in terms of physically, he looks a lot stronger, a lot bigger. Uh, Mark Haskins hasn't missed an absolute beat at all I think Flash
1: Flash took a little while to find his feet took a month or so but now he's got there and I actually think he looks better than he did before he he got injured to be honest there's a newfound sort of confidence about him Mm. he's added to his moveset he's moving around the ring
2: really nicely he looks very confident he looks really into what he's doing yeah I'm really glad to have him back yep absolutely and you can see him having a really big year in in progress as well in particular Um, the, the finish of it uh, was uh, Mark Haskins with the sharpshooter Really good 10 minute match There's a little hint of dissension um, Which would be Interesting to see where they Where they go with that, If they go anywhere with, Necessarily with that And that's kind of built on the fact They both came back at the same time um, To return uh, To help Jimmy Havoc In, in terms of combating British Strong Um So another really Really good match I mean like I say Not too long You know Only sort of 10 minutes or so But completely did the job It needed to do Um then we got to match number three um, Really wild match we, uh, Travis Banks Jimmy Havoc um, Some You know Travis Banks has obviously been Sort of tipped as the Sort of overwhelming favourite for this Crowd massively into Travis Banks they're, they're sort of really following on Which is interesting Is you've kind of got Two kinds of fan reaction. The fans who've seen him um, Working with CCK Fight Club Pro But also those Progress fans uh, The regulars Who see him with, um, with TK Cooper and Dahlia Black In South Pacific Power Trip And so this is kind of if really good match. It was a really you know crazy start where they were throwing chairs at each other and punching them away and it, it absolutely wild brawl. Um, and then Travis Banks with the Kiwi Crusher to win to win and go through. So then following that we had uh, Jeremy Corbyn's favourite
1: wrestler Zack Saber yes. Jr.
2: Now I didn't know whether or not that, I won't lie, listeners. I had a couple of shandies last <laughs> night before I went to midnight mass. And uh, one of the things I wasn't too sure that I'd actually seen was a picture of Zach and Jeremy Corbyn shaking hands at the Labour Students Conference in Brighton. But that apparently was real, not Photoshop. Um, he came out with a Jeremy Corbyn t-shirt on and uh, at, a, at, a, at the match of the night um, with David Starr, who has proven himself a massively popular with the fan base here, works in Europe a lot, works a lot with these guys. Uh, has got a fantastic entrance in terms of the, the nicknames he has, had a really good match with Zac, and different some of the other Zach matches recently, which have felt quite slow and felt quite showy, this was really quite heated. Yeah, when, go, when he goes
1: intense, I think, that's, I think that's the best, Zach. Maybe it's... I, I, have a, I have a technical wrestling fan. Maybe sometimes I find Zach's stuff a bit indulgent. But th- from what yeah. everyone said to me, this one sounds great. Absolutely, belt. One thing I want to add is mm. I hate, hate, hate these new entrance themes. <laughs> Br- use the old entrance themes and dub on, the, on demand, please. Zach is music what the fuck is that music it is absolutely if you cool. wanted to get the labour thing over further why didn't you keep the red flag flying that
2: would have been ideal you'd like to think you'd get permission from Jezza wouldn't you yeah, well, I don't think it's him who's got to give permission for that is true. it well yeah he he should hopefully be able to help him out he on should that. use
1: that and then someone should use things can only get better yeah, he's a Blair right, be.
2: <laughs> they get booed um, <laughs> there was um, after the match uh so, yeah, sorry, really great match in terms of the uh, finish as well. He uh, made David Starr tap out to the arm bar after the match, show respect. Um, David Starr then put on the Corbin t shirt, and uh, we ended up, that was the end of the first half. And. I think we, he's a Ken
1: Livingstone fan, old uh, David Starr. Sorry, we're getting too political. We are we'll, we'll getting go too on political. Cool. Yeah,
2: well. <laughs> he's a big Emily Thornbury <laughs> fan, he said. Um, Then we got into the first match after the interval, that was uh, Jack Sacksmith, Zach Gibson. Absolutely, like while the Zach-David Starr match was the match of the weekend, this definitely was kind of the moment of the weekend almost so far. Absolutely wild. I've got to say everything I heard about yesterday, mm-hmm.
1: this is the thing I'm gutted about more than anything. And I don't know if Gibson's coming back this weekend. Like I've, yeah. if I've missed Gibson,
2: I'm gonna be absolutely gutted, yeah. gotta say. He wa- I mean he, he played his role absolutely perfectly and he was up against the perfect opponent. He kind of had the almost the most one of the most overheels, but uh along with um one of the most popular fan favourites in Jack in Jack Sexmith as well. Absolutely The crowd was wild I mean I've i not seen Emotional investment Like this Really? Um, in a crowd Yeah wow. quite some time um, There were people with, You know Lots of rainbow flags That had been handed out At the start of the match There was lots of um, Gibson working over Sexsmith You know Sort of really laying into him And effectively Like the story has been With Jack Smith Over the last few months This is him Sort of proving his mettle As a wrestler Um, And sort of moving past the the comedic aspects of the gimmick that had been there for quite some time. Um, When he won with the small package, the crowd went absolutely wild. I mean, really invested in him. There was a fan near us called Jimmy who was um, saying about the thing with Jack Sexton is is that you feel his pain. You feel him getting beat. You feel him taking all of these blows. Um, Unfortunately, at the end of this match, what we found out today for day two is that he had actually... um, uh, Torn his um, Tricep In the uh, In the aftermath Of this match um, Which then Obviously had a big Knock on to day two Which was what, what We'll get on to In a little bit um, After that one We had uh, Tyler Bate Versus Pastor William Eva. This was Relatively short As it, kind of should, as it be. should be As it should be Tyler Bate uh, He was You know William Eva Kind of at the start Of the match and then Tyler Bate came through with a Tyler in 97 to win. Lots of abuse he was getting for the uh, for losing his title belt to Pete Dunne at the NXT Takeover show. Um, so, but a good match, and it kind of after the kind of real highs after the after the Sexsmith Gibson match, it was kind of a nice way to bring down the the crowd and kind of keep them still in, involved in it, but without kind of making the crowd feel too much. Uh, Following on from
1: this, we had Flamita and Mark
2: Andrews. What did you make of that one? Um, It was really good. I have to say I was probably slightly disappointed. I had a real high expectation it was going to be more than perhaps what it was. Don't get me wrong, lots of flips, as anyone (laughs) would expect. It just kind of was there for Mm. large portions of it. Um, What would Rip Rogers think of it? uh, I think Rip Rogers wouldn't like it. I'm just going to go out there on a limb. Randy Orton? I think Randy Orton would love it, he's a big Flamita fan Probably probably dropping it on a a
1: table on his head or something And then
2: laugh Because I have to say with all those classic Randy Orton matches He has all the time that that are well known He's had good
1: matches in the past
2: I don't like him, listeners, I'm not going to (laughs) pretend otherwise Yeah, so, uh, and then Flamita won, which I thought was a bit of an upset And he won with the Standing Spanish Fly Um, Then we got onto the main event which I thought was, and me and Stu predicted in the, in the show, that this was the toughest one to call. We thought it'd be a bit of a slog fest. We wondered whether or not British Strong Style would get involved. And then Matt Riddle, uh, the, re- the bell rang. He did a flying knee, had knocked out Trent Seven, who was wearing a mouthpiece for the match, which just wonderfully fell out. It's a piece of kind of physical comedy. And he was knocked out, and he lost in six seconds. And the crowd went wild. He had to be uh, uh, carried to the back by uh, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bates, um, you know, who weren't happy about this at all, what, what had happened there. Um, really were celebrating. I don't think it's the last we're going to see of... Riddle and uh, uh, Trent Seven this weekend. I, uh, you have the feeling this is building up to an Atlas yeah, match. Yeah, I could see, I could see that on the last day potentially. Potentially, uh, let's see where Riddle gets to. I suppose yes. first of all. And while people complain, I mean, a six-second main event, it works within the context oh, of yeah, this weekend. You can't view it as a main definitely. event in isolation. Yeah. So it, it worked on on that front, and I think as you all well say, a bit different yeah.
1: as well. You know, it's a different approach to things, and as we know today. Uh, Trent Seven lost in six seconds and yes. the six chance have gone into overdrive in the six spots oh. and the use of six. So that made for plenty of comedy today. Absolutely.
2: I would also like to say as well, and I did mention this at the very start of the show, there, were, um, there was a couple of regular Progress fans and their daughter who had been injured in the explosion uh, at the Ariana Grande concert in Manchester um, earlier this week. Um, which actually led to a spontaneous uh, minute standing um, standing ovation for a minute for them, and it was a really emotional moment. As someone like me, who, who generally can be, you know, almost feel quite detached at times from sort of big emotional events. Sorry, that makes me sound like a horrible human being. It you couldn't fail to be moved really by it, and it really was a felt like a really special moment.
0: Hi guys, I just want to tell you about. UK Wrestling On Demand, it's a site which features over 250 hours of content from promotions such as Pro Wrestling Chaos, the Shropshire Wrestling Alliance, Ultimate Pro Wrestling, Free Count Wrestling, Britannia Wrestling and Triple X Wrestling. UK Wrestling On Demand will get you some promotions for a set price, but every title can be rented for a price of its own. New content will be added on a weekly basis, so head over to vod.yourfilesight.com support these British promotions.
2: Anyway, now then we'll go on to day two.
1: So day two, the first match, we had Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, Mm -hmm. uh, defeated yesterday, teaming up against the London Riots. So it was absolutely fine. Um, It was what it was a little bit of dissension teased between the riots following the match as they lost and uh, sorry James Davis walked up the ramp looked like he was leaving Rob Lynch behind came back there were lots of kind of little moments we thought oh we might hit with a cricket bat here but it didn't happen I'm sure we will see that in the future at Seeds Seeds definitely planted Following on from that, we had uh, a, a really, the first great match of the evening with Tyler Bate beating Mark Haskins after Pete Dunne interference and Trent Seven interference. Now, Trent Seven, I think, is a, has been an absolute star character-wise yep. today, yep. Uh, and this was the first moment of Trent Seven's cracking character work, came in, hit a pile driver, ran off, ran through the crowd and you could see him in the crowd bowing to Tyler Bate. It was it was great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was it was absolutely tremendous and um that character work is completely underrated yeah, yeah. Um, for, the, for the stuff he does I mean he was yeah. had the Pete Dunn interference first of all and then he was chased off by Jimmy Havoc with the with
1: Pete Dunne a lovely pair of Nike Air Max as well I've got to say oh he's you're a big pick-
2: fan of Nike you're a big fan of Air Max aren't you he's picking
1: his train as well since he's been out in the US I think yeah. <laughs> um, following this we had a bit of a, a bit of a downer because Jack Sexsmith came out to announce that he had uh, damaged his arm and he'd been in A&E this morning and he was it, well he'd sort of teased not competing and. He had a quick match with Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, I- but how did Zach beat him? It says armbar here. I thought he had him in some sort of leg lock from where I was. Uh, I thought it was almost like a half, uh, single leg crab. Oh, I, might, I might be wrong from I uh, thought he did it. It might have
2: been the angle from which I... I
1: thought that he was avoiding going for his arm. I almost no. thought it was like Zach's a As baby the... face. I'm not going to target his arm. That's the easy way out. I'm going to defeat him my
2: way. I, 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 thought... I Do you know, from the angle it was there, I had the ring post directly in right. front of me. It looked so... like a... I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Oh. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, but following on from this, we had the. Oh, you can probably hear uh, overground the background just
2: going past us. It sounds like proper London. Those no, of you like, don't live in London, this is what you imagine London like to be like. It's in
1: EastEnders when they had that in. It is. <yeah.
2: laughs> um, but
1: following this, we had uh, Matt Riddle uh, mm. defeating Jeff Cobb in mm-hmm. an incredible match. I've got to say. Now, yes. from my point of view, this is the third match I've seen between these guys. There was, I think, the first one was in AAW that I saw, and then the second was in Evolve. And I was a bit disappointed with both of the matches they had previously. This was the match they have been sort of teasing having for a long time now. It all came together, and it was
2: awesome. What did you think? Absolutely amazing. Um, I, was, uh, I was asking you and, and Sam later on. Sam, who declined to take part in this. He's on mute, sat next to JP. He is. He's not happy about this whatsoever. Um, it was... I wonder whether or not it was better than the match he'd had against Osprey, which is a very different type of match, that was like an 8, that was an eight minute sprint, whereas this one, it was drawn out with some um, good amateur wrestling at the start, and lots of reversal, which is what you'd expect from them, then they ratcheted up the pace kind of perfectly, and to the point where there was, there was some just great sequences, one of them being the, the Germans from Jeff Cobb on Matt Riddle, would then pop up then try and hit him, and then Jeff Cobb would do another one, he'd pop up again, Um, to Matt Riddle deadlifting Jeff Cobb. Uh, There were some just incredible moves. Uh, I think Jeff Cobb did a Canadian Destroyer, did I dream that? Yeah, it happened, it happened. (laughs) Absolutely I lost my shit for that. (laughs) Oh, oh, completely, I I think my shit had been lost quite some time into this match. And I was there thinking, this is the, the... I wonder if this is the best match I've seen. And you can also see that these are two guys who really love wrestling each other. They they really get something from it. Um, And the more times that they end up wrestling each other, the the better these matches are gonna end up becoming. To the point where, I mean, just an outstanding match. I mean to the point there was six star chance afterwards as well. The fans completely had lost it during this. It might be the best match I've seen in progress this year, I think. Yeah. What do you think? Can I you think it's so. a better
1: match in progress this year? Not
2: one that comes off the immediate top no, of the head. No. I mean there's matches that have been as heated, but I hadn't seen anything quite like that. No. That no. was that was special and it felt like a match that only they could have. No, most definitely it was
1: it, there was something quite unique about it wasn 't there yep. in terms of uh, th- there was a real chemistry between them as well. There was a real you could tell they wanted to have a good match in that sort of venue yep. as well. One of the things I thought with the previous two matches the seen between them was the venues were yeah a little bit of atmosphere not quite there evolve I think book shows and really bad venues generally, um, but I think the electric ballroom as a venue was perfect for these two perfect yep. for the style of match but they obviously wanted to wrestle and they've had that killer match between them now and I hope it gets the buzz it deserves because it yep. really does deserve some buzz
2: absolutely if you get a chance when you get a chance to see this match when it comes out in demand progress watch it you are not going to be disappointed and if anything you might end up slightly annoyed that you weren't there
1: Right, following that, we had Travis Banks defeating Flamita.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, JP, what did you think of
2: this one? I thought it was very good. I thought it was better than the Flamita Mark Andrews match from the night before. Um, really enjoyed. There was an in- there was a um, interesting Flamita chant, which is about. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the person who sings the song. Um, you're a man eater. I can't think of it now, so yeah, you, You're a flam eater. Yeah. Uh, please tweet us. You're not too <laughs> sure about that. Um, but yeah, it was the last of the quarterfinal matches. It was good. I mean, I have to say with Flamita overall, he's good. There's, you know, he's not bad, but I'd have to say if you've seen Luchadors before, it is very much what you expect from a Luchador. There's nothing necessarily different to him that's particularly different Probably from him. he else. did
1: look very crisp, yeah. very Lovely moonsault point. Yeah, yeah. I thought him and Travis Banks, real, it was a styles clash, but styles mixed really well, yeah. I thought. Um, yeah. I liked the sort of mixture of the different types of offence on both of their parts. And you could tell Flamita was enjoying being in quite a different environments, what he was used to as well, I think. Yeah. A couple of really nice dives in this as well, like Hicks, yeah. sort of really crisply. Like, these guys both look like absolute pros of this I think Travis Banks may be the most consistent wrestler in 2017 if you ask me as well
2: absolutely which if you consider the fact he's he's wrestled Jimmy Havoc in a kind of wild brawl he's had a match against um, aerial artists such as um, Flamita tomorrow he's due to face Zach face Jack Sabre Jr. in the semis which will no doubt be um, a technical technical masterclass then uh, possibly at the end of that he would be facing the winner of Matt Riddle and or Tyler Bate. He's delivering all sorts of scenarios and all sorts of
1: different promotions as well. You think he's had great matches with Chris Brooks and CCK. Some six-mans with Lycos in there. He's had great matches with TK Cooper as a tag team yeah. with a variety of different teams and Progress. But then he's been tearing it up in singles whenever he's, whenever he's oh, in yeah. the charts as well. And this is across Fight Club Pro, Rev Pro yeah. and Progress as well. Absolutely. And he, uh, on it, he's nailing every single match. He's, I've not seen a, tra- a Travis
2: Banks match that I've been disappointed with in nah. any way this season no, so far. And it's the versatility. It's the fact he can yeah. absolutely he can work with everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really impressive so that left us then with the uh, semi-finals for tomorrow being uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Travis Travis Banks uh, face it uh, and the winner of that will face the winner of Tyler Bates and the names Matt Riddle and those two matches I imagine are going to be fantastic the final as well I can also think it's going to be I'm pretty much going to say between any combination of those four I want Travis Banks in the final I don't mind if he faces Riddle
1: or Bate either way that match is bound to be good yeah. bound to be good um, Zach Sabre Jr I don't think really needs to be in the mm. final there's no reason for him to be in the final mm. him and uh, Banks have had good matches before a couple of their matches in Fight Club Pro at Excellent. Yeah. So I can see why Progress want to do that match as yeah. well. It sort of makes complete sense. So I'm hoping it's going to be a really competitive match and a really strong win for Travis mm-hmm. Banks tomorrow to put them over before that final. Absolutely, yeah. And then after that, we had a, well, a comedy tag match, let's <laughs> say, uh, with Trent Seven and Pete Dunne against David Starr and uh, Pastor William Eva. Yeah. So this one was... A, a, I said it first of all, comedy. Um, it was about as pure a comedy match as you're ever going to find. Yes. Trent Seven was over huge with the six chance and he bought into it in a, a big, big, big way and it was
2: hilarious. When he got on the mic and he was about to do a big promo and then there were lots of six yeah, really. chance, uh, Trent Six, sixy Lady, um, six-y, sixy Boy, boy. Sorry, yeah. sixy Boy
1: crowd chanting uh, Shawn Michaels uh, theme song with sexy boy being replaced by "sixy boy and that was absolutely <laughs> fantastic
2: and then he, he just went right, well fuck all you lot like yeah, fuck
1: it. some cracking facial expressions as well to sell it what I love about Trent as well is he's wearing that NXT jacket and he's got this towel around his uh, around his shoulders And he's got his hair done perfectly. He's starting to do a bit of a JBL, I think, in terms of the way he holds himself with the gimmick, with the towel around his neck, just absolutely perfect. And he he was full, fully in on that heel character all evening. Times he was playing sort of comedy, uh, sorry, comedy heel uh, match open with David Starr. Smashing him in the face and then playing off the knockout spot from yesterday, yeah. which the crowd went crazy for, yeah. and it was a perfect way to open the match. Then we had Trent being rolled out of the ring, uh, and Pete Dunne happened to spit water in his face and throw water in his face in order to wake him up, and he sold it big time. It
2: was it was great. It was fantastic. The way Pete Dunne looked dis- thoroughly disgusted by large portions of this. It was um, it was also as well David Starr's ring introduction with all of the the various nicknames. Right and they said for Pastor William Eva, um he had his two nicknames were Blessed in the World and King of the Jews to which David Starr who was the big star of David um, he was he, he wasn't necessarily sort of too happy about they sort of teased that little mini dissension and then they uh, they, they got over that pretty quickly but it was good to see that two of the Abrahamic religions were being yeah. represented uh, this weekend David Starr
1: looked awesome as well I've always oh. enjoyed him but yeah, in this environment as well you can tell, tell Riddle's probably told him a lot about it I know they're good pals yeah. and yeah, it, he was loving being in this environment Absolutely Now, on to the main event so the main event was uh, Do we f- cover who won that one? Oh, sorry uh, the winners of that were Pete Dunne in Trent Seven um Pete after Pete Dunn hit he hit uh, David Sava pedigree?
2: Yes. Did he? No no it was a pole driver. So like he's right. jumping twisting pole driver that, that he does. Oh it
1: was Trent who pinned him. It wasn't was Trent it? who yeah, pinned yeah, him
2: yeah, yeah. Um, which was really good and obviously Sort of helped him sort of get himself back up. I, I think tomorrow I, there'll be some interesting things with him and Matt Riddle, I can imagine.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Coming Hopefully up. a bit of CCK as well. <clears throat> a bit of luck. Now, the main event was to crown the first Progress Women's Champion, and it was also the final of the absolutely epic and enthralling, and I should use sprawling as the better term progress uh, women's natural progression series which has been one of my absolute favorite tournaments in wrestling history yeah stellar matches in there throughout and this was just another stellar one to add to the mix top it all off
2: this is this is where it's not going to get particularly nice on this review we've gone through a lot of the matches so far jet there's not been anything that's been necessarily poor this one i thought was a mess oh yeah complete mess. Um, I was, an I was, I was, mess. I was
1: absolute mess. First of all, I say I was entertained throughout. Yeah, but there are some genuine issues with this match that I think sort of really mm. need to be addressed. Um, regards character work. It regards. Wrestling ability, Tony Storm. I don't think uh, put a foot wrong. No, fear, really, a couple of spots I thought were kind of meaningless. Like, I feared for her when she took a dive to the outside and uh, banged her knee. That f- Ginny is not a base. Tony Storm diving onto no. Ginny makes no sense. No. In my opinion, I'm not a wrestler. I've never seen to dive, so maybe I'm wrong. But why? is Ginny catching Tony Storm when she's tiny. Like, yeah. Ginny is so small and yeah. Tony Storm banged her knee and it sounded horrible on that wooden floor. Absolutely. And that was not a nice moment. Um, there were some other issues as well. Laura Di Matteo just isn't very good, in she's my opinion. She's not ready.
2: She's not ready. It's also as well, she has a gimmick, which is effectively, for those of you who follow UFC, Ioana check um, the women's strawweight champion. And... The problem is with it, for someone who has, who comes out effectively looking like a UFC fighter, she doesn't wrestle in a way that suggests anything to do with that. It's very much a sort of standard wrestling style that she worked. So it kind of just doesn't fit with the character necessarily. That's not to say she hasn't improved over the times we've seen her. But to be honest with you, I mean, thinking of some of the other um, women wrestlers on, on this aisle, um... Yeah, I overall, it felt to me slightly flat. Um, just a Ginny Tony Storm match, I would have been perfectly happy yeah, with. No, I'm completely. With I you. I don't think it necessarily needed um, Laura Di Matteo in there. Um, were Some, you surprised by the the winner in the end? I think they made the right choice. I think yeah. she's
1: she, she's great. Which is really good. Absolutely. Um, if, if, with Nixon Newell obviously going to WWE, I think she was the kind of logical choice, really. Um, it's a shame they couldn't have done a Tony Storm Nixon Newell final, I'm yeah. sure they, they would have had a great match and really kind of put the Progress Women's Championship on the match. What I fear is we're going to be told this is a great match by the company, and the fans are going to buy into that, because they buy into everything the company tells them to buy into in progress, mm. usually. Um, controversial. And uh, it wasn't a great match, it really wasn't. In terms of women's triple threat matches, I think the the Wrestlemania triple threat match last year with uh, Bailey, Becky Lynch and Charlotte, and what that achieved in terms of putting the, I hate to use this term, the women's revolution on the map and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a great match. This, uh, it it was, like I say, it was entertaining, but it was all over the place. One of the things I've got to say I don't like is also Ginny and the way she's booked. Ginny to me is so small and so she's just tiny mm. and she's booked to be this kind of badass like there was a moment where she did a double clothesline on Tony Storm and Laura Di Matteo and they sold it in a big way Ginny's arms are tiny like yeah. I don't understand how like from a psychological perspective we're meant to buy this like I just I wonder whether she should go for a more chicken shit sort of approach to her being a heel absolutely because chicken yeah. shit spots and with her playing maybe off her kind of tiny frame a little bit more yeah. especially against someone who's a bit more of a thicker body like like Tony Storm, it would make sense.
2: Yeah, I think. Absolutely. I will say tomorrow we're due to have um, a number one contenders match between Kaylee Ray and Katie Harvey. I would a not be entirely surprised if that is a much better match than the main event that we had today. Um, partly because Kaylee Ray being such an outstanding worker, and I have to say I'm looking forward if she wins to Kaylee Ray Tony Storm series of matches. I think I think that would be something. It'd also yeah, be. Definitely. I'll be honest with you, this tournament has been a mess. It's been a nightmare to keep up with. There have been some matches that people really haven't spoken about too much, but they've been terrible. I mean, really bad. What I think um, progress really need,
1: I'm completely with you. Mm. And there have been some terrible matches throughout this tournament, and it's been hard to keep track of. Um, I just think progress really need that one absolutely killer women's match. They yes, really do. To they really, do. really get this on the map. Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray, I think, could give them that match. Yeah. I don't know if Nixon Newell can take any more bookings, but if WWE do them a favour, I think a Nixon Newell Tony Storm match would be the perfect way to kind of yeah. put this on the map. Because at the moment, I don't think there's been that one really great women's match in progress that makes uh, the women's division
2: stand out in the company. So, that kind of wraps up day one and day two so Looking forward to day three. Looking forward to day three where we're going to have the Wasteman Challenge, which, um, yeah... And uh, also, we're going to have obviously the semis in the final of the Super Strong Style 16. Uh, Kaylee Ray, Katie Harvey. I think there's going to be Mustache Mountain versus uh, British Strong Style versus CCK. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's on there, if that's on the next chapter. It must uh, be chapter 50. I think it's on, when, oh, it's on chapter 50. It's on, yeah, chapter, it's on chapter, 50. chapter 50. So, wouldn't be surprised for those of you who follow Brit Rest to know that maybe CCK might be involved tomorrow. Um, so, yes. Uh, got those matches to come up we'll do another one of these after then Uh, yeah do you want to say goodbye see you later see you later we're off to the podcast recording see you later guys